This is the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland, Episode 18, Influence versus Pressure. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also, as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here. Because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. all the times throughout the days and weeks that you try to influence other people. Successful leadership does require us to influence because without it, how would you make your mark on the organization and your team? Influencing is about engaging others in your vision and helping to build a coalition of support for your ideas and your goals. And it is about understanding how to embrace your point of view and your power to make a difference in your team and business. When you think about influence and what it requires, so much of it is about confidence, courage, and a fair amount of finesse. Before we dive into influencing, consider a couple of the following questions. Who has influenced you in your life or career? And how did they do it? Was it effective? Why or why not? When I ask people that question, a lot of times our examples are positives. In fact, most times people share positive stories because we do remember those who made a positive impact on us, who influenced us in a helpful or an inspiring way. And that's really awesome because then we can really consider what did they do and how did it work and what can we replicate to be just as successful. But influence can be exerted as a form of pressure as well, and we can be manipulated either knowingly or unknowingly. So just to be clear on how we're going to explore influence, let's briefly define some terms. And this is all from just dictionary.com, just the basics. But pressure means we force someone towards a particular end. Manipulate means we manage or influence skillfully, especially in an unfair manner. Now compare those two relative to influence and what influence means. Influence is the capacity or power of person or things to be a compelling force on or produce effects on the actions, behaviors, and opinions of others. We're a compelling force and we produce effects on others, not with unfairness and not by forcing it, but by being compelling. And I love that definition because who doesn't want to be more compelling? This is about authenticity and it is about using integrity to be influential. With that, there are so many different ways to influence, but I love the Center for Creative Leadership's model because they boil all the different ideas down into three. 
And we're going to review those three ways to appeal. One is logic, two is an emotional appeal, and three is a collaborative one. As I talk about these three different approaches, consider what you use most frequently. Where is your comfort level? Because typically we all have one. So a logical appeal is using our head. Appealing to logic is just what it means. We're really tapping into the rational part, the intellectual elements of our position. And this does require that we have good thinking and also that we use a really good approach to moving from one thought to the other. I do remember using this approach when I was back in the corporate world, when I was responsible for a large uh, part of the training organization, and we were trying to influence the use of more online learning. And there was all kinds of statistics and data and research that we used about, you know, the the dollars per person or um, the statistics on just-in-time training and the value of, of that. So a couple important things to remember if you want to be successful with using logic is you really do have to take a lot of time to gather the right facts and data. Also have a a well-prepared plan to support your point of view. It helps to point out the advantages of ideas and also how you would manage risks because those that are logical like to uh, poke holes in your argument. So you really want to be ready with looking at things from a different point of view. Also, systematically comparing your benefits of your approach and being able to also talk about what happens if your approach isn't adopted. And then lastly is weaving in other information from other authorities just to enhance and give yourself more credibility. The second appeal is the emotional one, and that's when we're using our heart. And focusing on our heart means just tapping into the emotions. And it means that we're really thinking about the feelings to craft the message towards typically a common goal or common vision and appealing to other people's needs or wants, as well as your own. I remember using this strategy um, also back in my corporate training days in working with my team to craft a vision for the future. And we were trying to create a training organization that was stronger and more sustainable. And I used the emotional appeal of (laughs) tying this to a story. It was actually the story of the three little pigs. Like we had to build the house of bricks, something that was sustainable, something that was high quality. And everybody got involved in the vision and um, help craft that vision and thinking about ways we could influence the organization that we are building this very strong and sustainable training unit. And it was a, a very engaging way to get people connected, but it was really at the core about what people cared about in creating something important and strong and impactful. Of course, not everybody's super comfortable with using the heart, but in order to use this effectively, we really do have to understand that people are motivated by pleasure and pain, and both of these can be ways to connect to influence. And then um, really getting at understanding the needs and values of others is important, as well as listening, (laughs) Um, painting a picture of your solution, and also trying to engage the senses in appealing can be helpful. Storytelling also can be really great. And just presenting ideas in a way that inspires and builds pride. So what we really want to get at here is enthusiasm, excitement, or um, even tapping <laughs> tapping into a little bit about fear. But we can also appeal to common values such as concern for customers or fairness or loyalty or honesty. Any of those are emotional appeals and can be very effective. 
And then lastly, there is the collaborative appeal, which is really about using cooperation. And that really does rely on the process of people working together to accomplish an important goal. This is founded on the premise that we value being asked for our opinions and we want to have a stake in our future. It does require, though, balance advocating for the things that you want, your own self-interest versus the interests of the group. So when you're getting people together, you pretty well better know what, uh, you know, kind of what what your boundaries are, what are the things that are important to you and what's negotiable and what is not. But it does mean you also have to drive collaborative behaviors and really encourage people to be vulnerable and honest and assertive and make sure that those kinds of skills are used during the collaboration. So to be successful in this area, using cooperation, we really need to be clear on the goals and expected outcomes. And also, again, continue to share ideas in an engaging manner, be self-confident, identify other people's concerns and values, get them out in the open, and also use organizational knowledge, gauging people or bringing people into the process that have a lot of power influence. We need to be willing to accept ideas from other people and use a lot of praise and reinforcement for good collaborative efforts. I do remember the last training example I had when we were looking at um, organizational changes again in the training world, which was apparently a very consistent process. <laughs> but I remember using this approach with the bigger organization when we were trying to bring all the different training areas together and have one common strategy. It was very much a collaborative effort that people from the centralized training unit and decentralized training resources all came together to craft a vision for the future. So that was great use of this particular strategy. So as you step back and reflect on the three ways to appeal, logical, emotional, and collaborative, we all probably tend to have a default model. I think I used to start a lot with logic. And then I got more familiar with using emotional appeals, but also being thoughtful about when to collaborate, when that was helpful, and when it wasn't going to be as helpful. So I think knowing when to use those three approaches and when not to is important to influencing most impactfully. At the core, influencing is both a long-term strategy and it involves having short-term plans. So the long-term considerations are the tighter your connections are, the stronger your connections are, the more effective you're going to be at being influential. You also need to be credible. Do your homework, know your subject, and know your audience always maintaining the highest level of integrity and transparency. Also, people tend to be influenced by those people that are likable. <laughs> so demonstrating warmth and likability also goes a long way to establishing trust and rapport with others and therefore being able to influence them. In the short term, if you're thinking about right now trying to influence a person or a situation, consider these couple ideas. One is use a planful approach. Really Really know what you want to accomplish. Also, why is it so important? And then uncover your challenges and how you're going to mitigate them. Know your stakeholders and their point of view, and then choose the most effective strategy to appeal to them. Is it going to be logical? Is it going to be emotional? Or is it going to be cooperative? Or maybe a combination of two or three of those. 
you really need to use excellent communication skills and also be thoughtful about if you get a no. I think that's also part of being influential is accepting when you can't influence an outcome and knowing when to say uncle. I always wonder, what does that mean when we say uncle? But um, it means I think we need to stop. To tell you the truth, I wasn't really good at saying uncle a lot early in my career. And I've learned that lesson. Be graceful when it doesn't go your way. And step back and reflect on maybe why and how you can strengthen influencing the next time. This practice of influencing is one that's essential to us as leaders, because without it, we aren't going to be able to drive change or move people forward towards our vision or the goals that we need to accomplish. This is such a great area to continue to refine and be very deliberate about. Think about what you're trying to accomplish and how you want to accomplish it. The more time and energy you put into this, the stronger and more influential you will become. And because I love to insert quotes where appropriate, here's a great one by Stephen Covey. He said, the real beginning of influence comes as others sense you are being influenced by them when they feel understood by you, that you have listened deeply and sincerely, and that you are open. And isn't that a great way to think about influence? Hey, if you had a chance to check out the free resources on my website, if not, stroll out there sometime, take a look, conveniently labeled free resources. There are articles, downloads, little videos, all kinds of leadership resources waiting for you to come and explore.